Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined as always by co-host and editor of the Wolfpacker.com, Matt Carter. And today we are going to talk about NC State's upcoming bowl matchup against UCLA in San Diego in the holiday bowl. But before we dive into the bowl game preview and talk about if NC State can pick up its 10th win in one season for the second time in program history. Um, Quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you download and enjoy podcasts, we're there. So please subscribe and uh, give us a five-star review while you're at it. And we're also on YouTube, so if you like to watch us uh, you like to you know, listen on your desktop while you're at work or you're working from home. You like to listen on your laptop in the background. YouTube's a great option. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and please give this video a thumbs up. Drop a comment while you're at it. And last reminder, thewolfpacker.com is a part of the On3 network now. So go over to thewolfpacker.com and take advantage of a special deal They've got going on. It's not going to be around forever. I know I keep saying that, but one of these days, this deal is going to disappear, and you're going to be kicking yourself if you didn't take advantage of it. So for just $1, you get a whole year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 network, which includes the great work that Matt Carter does at thewolfpacker.com. I contribute from time to time, do some game recaps, got some columns coming up for men's basketball. Matt... He's just grinding every day on the recruiting beat, men's men's basketball, football, everything. It's great, 
great content for NC State fans. If you want to be informed, an informed NC State Wolfpack Athletics fan, you need to be a member of the Wolfpacker.com. So go there right now, pull out your wallet, just a dollar, you get a year's worth of premium subscription to the Wolfpacker.com and all the great content on three network is doing. All right, Matt, let's talk about this bowl game because we were talking off air a little bit about the men's basketball team and I wanted to quickly pivot and talk about the football team because the everything's going great in football world. I mean, I don't think is there any there's nothing negative really to talk about in in football world. Everything is peachy. NC State is has an opportunity on the table to win 10 games in a regular season for only the second time in program history. The only other time it's happened, you have Philip Rivers as your quarterback, a, you know, most likely a future pro football Hall of Fame quarterback. Those don't come around often, and 10 win seasons don't come around often in Raleigh. Um, you've got basically everybody coming back next year, an opportunity to launch into a special 2022 season with a big win over a marquee opponent in UCLA. Um, signing day was just last week, a good signing class coming in. I mean, everything, everything's great over there at the Murphy Cen Center uh, in Raleigh. So, Matt, what, uh, is, there, is there rain in the forecast for all of this, you know, great fortunes NC State football has had? Is, is this going to be a... Uh, is this going to be a tough game, or do you think NC State ends with an exclamation point to you know what's been a pretty special season thus far, and really springboards into 2022 with some momentum, you know, against this UCLA team? I mean, I, I think the answer can be, be uh, can be yes to both of those questions. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I've, I've done a lot of digging into UCLA. I know you have as well, and. This is no, there's no joke of an opponent. Probably one of the better teams NC State has played this year. And to be honest with you, we have to acknowledge that you know six and two in the ACC may not mean much. Now, the one time they stepped out of conference against a decent team from another conference, it didn't go too well down in Starkville, Mississippi against Mississippi State. So, obviously, that was game two. This is game uh, what thirteen. So. But first of all, let's hope they get the game played. I'm a little spooked by seeing Texas A&M having to back out of this Gator Bowl and you're seeing all their professional teams canceling, postponing, I should say, some games in the NFL. You see, I think the NHL went on a complete pause, right? And then yeah. The NBA kind of talked about it. and you know, Football has its advantages. Being an outdoor sport, it has its advantages, but it still kind of frightens you a little bit. Like, ah, oh, you had such a magical season. Just like Wake Forest had a magical season, and now they're on the verge of being robbed an opportunity to play a bowl game. And not robbed, but lose an opportunity to play a bowl game. So let's hope they get the game played. I think UCLA is clearly one of the better teams NC State has played this year. They have a true dual threat quarterback who would rank right up at the top of the ACC quarterback. They have a running back who would rank right at the top among the ACC running backs. They have a very good receiver, punt returner. Uh, they have more issues on defense, and there's some vulnerability that NC State strength on offense maybe could take advantage of on UCLA defense. But 
Uh, they're an excellent third third down team for UCLA. They're hard to get off the field. It's going to be a big challenge for NC State. That said, do I think that they can end the year with an exclamation point and, and springboard into a potential top 20, maybe even borderline top 15 ranking next year? I do. I do. Um, I get the game prediction. We're recording this, and it won't be long after we record this that the game predictions will be live on the website. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that's a distinct possibility. Um, so, yeah, and you, you'll see on my predictions why I think so. Well, I'll tell you this. At least one of us picked NC State. I know that for a fact. Um, but bowl games are just hard to pick, really. They're really kind of a crapshoot, especially once you get – beyond the New Year's Six Bowls because of, you know, not only opt-outs, but just the want-to factor. Now, I think the want-to factor is going to be, you know, I don't think that's going to be an issue for either team in this situation. NC State has pretty much all of its players playing in this game besides those that are injured. Iki Kwanyu hasn't announced that he's not going to play in this game yet, but I would suspect he won't because he is a projected Top 10 consensus NFL draft pick. Uh, Depending on where you're looking, he goes as high as number two overall. Uh, He's got nothing else to prove. You know, there's there's way more downside than upside for him to play in this game. I totally expect him to sit out, and that would be understandable for every party involved. But beyond that, there's really no player on this roster that, you know, has a reason to sit out. In fact, anybody that's thinking about going pro probably has good incentive to maybe use this game as a as a catapult into, you know, getting some more film for, for draft scouts. But, um, you know, the one, two factor is going to be there. It's going to come down to execution. And Matt, you brought up one good point about, you know, out of conference performance for NC state, NC state's last win against a power five opponent out of the ACC was in the 2018 sun bowl, the year, you know, 2017 season, you have, Bradley Chubb, Ryan Finley, all those pros. That was the last, you know, real special season. And a lot of parallels between 2017 and 2021. We were already kind of talking about that in the preseason. And the season has kind of played out, you know, to that. You know, win a couple more games, probably find yourself in a New Year's Six Bowl. But all said and done, really, really great team. No doubt about it, a top 25 team at the end of the year. You know, win the bowl game or not. Um, but NC State 0-4 against out-of-conference opponents among Power 5 conferences uh, since then. You think about the West Virginia game, 2019. Think about Texas A&M and the Gator Bowl, 2019. You think about uh, last year's uh, bowl game against Kentucky in the Gator Bowl, and you think about Mississippi State earlier this year. Haven't had a Pac-12 opponent, which I think Pac-12 a little bit more comparable to the ACC in terms of just you know average recruiting class, rankings just kind of the the level of talent and the physicality on the field but uh matt where do you think where do you think if you ranked all of nc state's opponents this season where where would ucla fall on that pecking order for you i think that's kind of a maybe an interesting analysis for the listeners to kind of give them a expectation for where ucla I'd, i'd probably put them at maybe three personally what about you well who would you have one and two I would have Clemson one and Mississippi State two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to think. I mean, I think Workforce, Clemson, Mississippi State, NC State. I mean, UCLA, not NC State. Um, 
you know, those four can probably all be thrown into a pile and then kind of come out in a, any kind of order you want to put them. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think they're right up there with that. They're uh, right up there with, uh, we're talking about two, uh, three teams, two of whom beat NC State, one of whom NC State needed overtime to win, at double overtime to win at home. So it gives you a reason why you think that uh, Vegas has it a one-point spread. I know ESPN's FPI has NC State like 58% chance of winning, which is not high. You think, oh, that's a pretty good chance. But when it comes to ESPN FPI percentages, that's pretty much a toss-up. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, on, on paper, they're a good-looking team. They, they won three in a row. They won them by convincing fashion. They did beat LSU. Maybe it's not national title win in LSU that we saw, but LSU still has SEC talent, some of the best talent you can buy, right? So, that You know, in my, predic- in my prediction, I said, you know, UCLA's resume is very similar to NC State's, you know, with the exception that UCLA has four losses, NC State has three. All in all, I think you stack up the Pac-12, you compare it to the ACC, they're very similar conferences, very similar top to bottom in terms of talent level. And, you know, UCLA, LSU's the marquee win, and LSU's a, you know, a team that barely was bowl eligible. I know it's an SEC team. I know it has the SEC talent. You know, you want to talk about NC State's marquee win. It's Clemson at home, you know, a, a team that underachieved this season, but again, has the talent, has the five-star recruits on the roster. So kind of similar there. And, and you look at UCLA's losses and they're all against good teams. Same, same case with NC state. NC state didn't lose any bad games. Neither did UCLA. UCLA, probably the third best team out of the PAC 12. That thus why they're in the holiday bowl, Utah and Oregon being their two, um, two of their three PAC 12 losses. They also lost to Arizona state, which is, you know, competitive PAC 12 squad that was in the top 25 at the time. And then Fresno State, you know, a pretty, pretty solid group of five team on the West Coast. They lost that game by three points. So, you know, pretty, pretty comparable resumes, I would say, Matt. I mean, would you – I think all in all you'd give the edge to NC State. NC State enters this game as the ranked opponent. But, you know, everybody's going to get to – this is going to be – I think it's going to be one of the better bowl games beyond the, the New Year's Six, by the way. we look, You know, we watched that Frisco Bowl last night between um, – San Diego State and uh, UTSA, you know, that was kind of up there in terms of the out of New Year's Six good games out there. But you look at the rest of these bowl games, there's either opt-outs or it's just not good teams. These are two good teams, not a lot of opt-outs. I think it's going to be, you know, a four-quarter game. I think Vegas is right on the money. It's I'll, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag if you want to go read my prediction. Mm. NC State, I, I picked him by a touchdown, but, you know, that's a late touchdown in my opinion. NC State's found ways to win late, but... Um... It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I think to keep winning today, they got to get to at least 30 points, which is something I kind of pointed out. That's kind of a magic number. If you look at UCLA's season this year, the game they scored 30 points, 
They tend to win. I think they're seven and two in those nine games. They're going to score points too. If I'm the defense, realistically, you think, can we hold them under four touchdowns? Get them under four touchdowns, you're in a real good spot. Um, they, 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 the field goal kicker has experience. Looks like he's got some leg. Uh, he can make some long field goals, but his accuracy this year was not anything to write home about. So, um, then conversely, when UCLA gives up 30 points, they tend to lose. They were one and four in games when the other team scored 30 points. So, it just kind of shows you that, like, with UCLA, it's, it's, whoever gets to 31st, probably going to win the game. Can NC State's offense get up to about 30 points in this game? Uh, that to me kind of a barometer. You, you and I have talked about it. NC State's scoring per game this year is a bit misleading because they've had a high number of defensive and special team touchdowns. But in actual offensive production, they've been between 26 to 30 points fairly consistently in ACC play. I think they might need a little bit more than that from the offense. But now where we talked about where UCLA was a bit shaky on defense, it's in the pass defense. They've given up some huge games to teams throwing the football this year. And we saw at the end of the season, NC State was going to throw it and throw it no matter what. Right? Yeah, they were, yeah, you know, like Bam Knight and rookie person weren't on that sideline anymore. So, um, I but this is the game where if you, if you believe in letting Devin Leary cook, this is the game to let him cook and let him go to work. And um, so that'll be interesting. I think third downs will be huge. I think Devin Leary taking care of the football and taking advantage of that matchup. And then winning the strength on strengths. UCLA likes to run the football. They're good at running the football. They have a true dual-threat quarterback and a great running back. That's NC State's strength is stopping the run. But we saw they did not do a good job stopping the run against UNC. And they gave up a couple of really big runs to Syracuse the week before that. So I'm guessing that's going to be a major point of emphasis in bowl prep. Yeah, I, I think it, I also see this as a high-scoring game, Matt. The you know the first to thirty race, an interesting storyline to keep you know keep an eye on. But another thing to keep an eye on: this game's being played in a baseball stadium. I think historically, like the depth perception of the way a baseball stadium is set up, it it kind of makes it a little bit harder to get the passing game going sometimes, and sometimes that leads to. Um, you know, in degenerate gambling circles, they like to bet the under in football games played in baseball stadiums because of that element. Um, maybe an interesting interesting element to watch. I don't know how many practices. Do you know, Matt, if they get to practice in the stadium um, before yeah, the game? I don't know how about much? the stadium itself. I'm, they'll walk through, I'm sure. But... I think the plan was either to leave today or uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember exactly which day it was. So they will be out there pretty soon. But as you know, hey, this is the typical bowl week. They're going to go see the Jew. They're going to go to the... Uh, Are they going to, to SeaWorld? Yeah. I think they're going to a naval shipyard. Um, obviously, if you've been to San Diego, you know they got the, the world famous... Um, what, 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 I'm blanking on the word, San Diego Jew. Um, so, 
Yeah, they got they got a lot of stuff planned. I you know we were hoping to get make it that full disclosure. We got we got somebody covering the game for us in San Diego, and I know Justin was really hoping to get down there for the holiday ball. He's been talking about it for two months, and his dream almost came true. But maybe next another time for Justin to make that trip down to you know in hindsight it doesn't you know i'm waiting to get my booster that i'm actually getting my booster right before that game and yeah with omicron and everything i don't i don't mind staying at home getting to have a recovery day watching football all day on the couch um it's gonna be interesting to see how many nc state fans make the journey out to san diego i'm, I'm gonna be really interested to see what the crowd's looking like ucla too i mean i just think um you know, the travel plans, if anybody was on the fence, you know, COVID cases, maybe that makes them lean towards not going. Um, hopefully there's a good showing. I would imagine a lot of the families are going to be traveling with the players spending Christmas in San Diego. Um, hopefully, you know, the recent COVID, COVID cases aren't going to damper the, you know, pre, pre-game festivities for the team and everything. Hopefully they get to have a good trip in San Diego because... You know, that was, that was one thing that was really missing from last year is just the fun of the bowl games. That's why a lot of there were a lot of opt outs last year, and there's a lot of a lot of teams that just chose not to go play a bowl game just because. You know, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you know, you're playing for pride. Um, if you're not competing for a championship, they are more or less exhibition games. But it's an opportunity for the players to have you know one last outing together as a unit and have some fun and, and get rewarded for their success in the regular season. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully all of those things are still the case. Matt, have you heard anything different? Have they, have there been any change of plans recently? Has any, it, are they, are they canceling any plans with, you know, cause te- you're right with the Texas A&M thing that does scare you a little bit. I mean, just, just keep an eye on it. <laughs> hopefully the game gets played. Yeah, I, I've gone back to using the term scheduled when saying the next game. More so for basketball. Justin will tell you last year, I would always say next game scheduled against so-and-so in basketball because you just didn't know. Uh, I hadn't heard any changes. I know the college football playoff has announced that teams will now have the option of showing up two days before the game instead of enjoying the full week of festivities. Um, but... You know, I think there's some structural things about football, college football, that, that gives it an advantage of being able to play with your basketball. And that's really, truthfully, a whole other subject matter where, I, you know, you're being blunt about it. I, I would say we got to quit using the March 2020 playbook on COVID and, and update it to December 2021 when it comes to what who can who should be allowed to play, who shouldn't be allowed to play, who should be quarantined and kept out for X amount of time, and who should be allowed to keep, you know, keep being allowed to play even if there is a positive, et cetera, et cetera. But and the other th- interesting thing about Texas A&M is that they had a, a number of opt-outs. They had a number of injuries. They had a number of transfer portal guys. So kind of the accumulation of all. They had a sizable... COVID outbreak, but it was added on top to all of that is what made it impossible for them to field a football team for the for the Gator Bowl. Um, and so I think that that all put together, just kind of hope that most teams going in that situation where they have a sizable amount of guys transferring out in the portal and injured and unavailable to play or opting out and pursuing NFL 
opportunities. So, but yeah, I hadn't heard anything about NC State changing plans. Kind of late in the game, I think, to, to really start canceling things and changing plans. And I do know that most everything that NC State was planning to do with the bowl game was outdoors. And that's a big difference. So, um, so they were, I think they were comfortable with that. Obviously, NC State's 100% vaccinated right now as a team. I don't know if they've been boosted, but they're 100% vaccinated as a team. So that, that helped as well. So we'll see how it plays out. But if it does play out, I agree with you. This is one of the better non-New Year's Six Bowls. And you see that reflected in a lot of the rankings of one of the best bowl games. And the NC State UCLA is up there pretty high. Uh, and some of those other games that were rated higher have lost some of the luster, right? Like Pittsburgh, Michigan State, when both teams lost their star players, have opted out of, uh, I think that's the Peace Bowl. They've opted out of the Peace Bowl. So that game, those games might not be as exciting as they were before. Um, you know, I think even if, say, an uh, Ikki Kwan Yu opt out, I think the odds are good that a lot of the marquee players for both teams are definitely playing in this game and that that that's why this it's, it's, i think this is a great barometer game for nc state if they truly are going to be a top 15 20 caliber preseason team next year then they need to win this game they need to prove that you know they can step out of the acc and beat a pretty quality opponent and a veteran team too ucla is a pretty veteran team and this is ucla's first bowl game in four years so you know they will be up I I think you can make the argument that this is probably NC State's most important bowl game since that um, 2002 season Gator Bowl. I mean, if you if you think back to you know the recent special years, the bowl games were kind of non consequential. I mean, you think back to 2017, the Sun Bowl was kind of a disappointment to be there. The Holiday Bowl, not so much. You know, a bowl that you haven't been in very much historically as a i mean has nc state even ever been in the holiday bowl matt is this, no, this for, is the furthest west nc state has ever been you're you, so you know off the beaten path you're on fox you know nationally broadcast game that that's gonna be cool i can't i can't remember a time watching nc state football on just regular fox broadcast at like ever mm-hmm. Uh, ever, I don't know. Yeah, Gus Johnson calling the game. The legendary Gus Johnson calling a Wolfpack game. That'll be cool. He'll, he'll, I, I can't wait. I, one reason you kind of wish Icky was playing, because I'd love to hear what Gus Johnson would say about one of Icky's pancake blocks. But you know, <laughs> again, respect decision. Kind of hope he doesn't play just for his sake. Great dude. Hope he gets drafted number one overall. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Let's see what happens. NC State fans, the ones that were complaining about the Holiday Bowl, aren't you glad that NC State didn't go to the Gator Bowl now? Would have been in this huge debacle. Maybe maybe well, not playing the bowl game. I know it was between the Cheez-It Bowl and, and the Holiday Bowl, but yeah. <laughs> eh, who cares? I, think, I still think UCLA is a better opponent than Iowa State. Good to get off the beaten path. So uh, that's going to do it for this bowl preview tune in tuesday december 28th 8 p.m eastern time on fox um watch nc state take on ucla in petco park should be a cool scene uh reminders before you tune out please rate review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to this um we're on apple spotify google play everywhere you listen to podcasts and we're also on youtube where you should subscribe to our youtube channel 
give this video a thumbs up, drop a comment while you're at it. Uh, go over to thewolfpacker.com and take advantage of the special deal On3 is doing. For just a dollar, you can get a premium subscription for a year to the On3 network, which includes thewolfpacker.com, all the latest and greatest news, analysis, uh, recruiting information that you'd ever hope for as an NC State fan. It's on thewolfpacker.com. If you're a true diehard NC State fan, you're a member, so go take advantage of that deal. A dollar gets you a year's premium subscription. Go follow us on social media, at The Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally, at Justin H. Will on Twitter. And give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on thewolfpacker.com. So for Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been The Wolfpacker Podcast. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.